Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, your host, Angelica. And welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. Today, my guest is Jessica Andrew the owners of Pixon Real Estate, located in Vaughan, Ontario, 9001 Step Street. It will help you with all your residential needs in the GTA and more. They are a powerful couple supporting each other and being in business together. Welcome, Jessica and Drew to the show. How are you guys doing today? Good, thanks. Hi, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So you guys, oh my gosh, being in business together. How does that feel? Well, we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> Get in there though. <laughs> it is a, it's, it's a young marriage, Yeah. but it's a strong marriage. So we're pretty happy with the way things are going so far. I'm yeah. glad. Today. <laughs> Today, so far. 2020, great start. 2020. Actually, we have this mantra. It's 2020 month. Oh. I think everyone's going to do... 2020, we're talking to our friends, talking to family, and I think everyone has a good vibe about 2020. As long as we don't go to, into World War Three, I think everyone's going to have a good year. Yeah, well, I believe that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, tell me a little bit about yourselves before we get into it. Well, we actually met in Tinder, oh. uh, in, in Canada, it was in Toronto. Uh, I was traveling the world, of course, as an Australian does usually. <laughs> and, um, you know, long story short, we um, basically are now back in Toronto. I spent a little, uh, you know, a little bit of time back in Australia, this and that. And um, we fell in love, did a little bit of long distancing. Um, and that was, you know, after we first met, we dated for a little while. I had to go back and now we're back here and we're married and still happy and in love. Oh, that's so sweet. 100% of the time. Yeah. We're actually together 100% of the time. We work together. We go to the office together. We both go to the gym together. We, what else do we do? Get coffee together? Yeah, yeah get coffee together. Yeah. I mean, what else don't we do? Yeah, most people think we're nuts, but yeah. we're doing it. And we do showings together too sometimes. Aww. It's very cute. It is very cute. It's like a great selling point if you think about it. Why would I, you know, it makes me want to buy a house from you guys because it's like, yeah. oh, they're together. They're happily together. We say it's two for one, you know? Two for there one, that's go. it. There I mean, you. sometimes the showings, um, you know, we, we generate clients various ways, but some people that we haven't met, you know, if we go to do a showing with them, it's more, you know, sometimes a safety thing that I go along. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jess is very experienced. It's not like she needs me, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a safety thing. And, and sometimes it's just fun to just go as a couple and, and work yeah. together. The, the wife usually relates to me and the husband relates to Yeah, you. that's right. That's well, that's, that's really good because, you know, at least this way there's, there's that, you know, oh, the husband's there. Let me ask him some questions. Or maybe, you know, I'm going to propose in this house. You can help do the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, there's always something to connect to. I think there's, there's a lot of benefits to it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's worth saying like culturally, some people prefer like a male to do it. Um, you know, unfortunately that's the world we live in. Um, but, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, we're just a lovely couple to speak to and, and be around. So most people have a good time and most people come back. Yeah, we don't make it too serious. Yeah, we don't. As make you it too can serious. probably tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're we're extremely serious. Like we're all about we're all about ego posts and being on, on bus shelters and stuff like that. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a good time ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, reconnecting with Jessica, it's been such a long time, and now with Jero. It's like, holy crap, Jess, good job. Thanks. Yeah, I did all right. <laughs> Thanks for getting my name right, by the way. I appreciate that. Oh, I've been practicing. <laughs> and names are so hard for me to pronounce. So, yeah, you made it easy for me. For, uh, for anyone that's interested, Jero is from Al Jero, the jazz singer. It's a bit of a throwback. My parents were, um, you know, now that we can talk about it, my parents are smoking some uh, marijuana back in the, back in the eighties and, uh, listening to some smooth jazz and, uh, yeah, Al Duro is a jazz singer from, uh, from the States. So there you go. A little bit of a tidbit for my name. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Now, every time, Duro. You know, I prefer not to think of my own conception, but you know, it is a story. So yeah, <laughs> it's a great story to break the ice, isn't it? Icebreaker. You really got to know him just like from start to finish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's all I'm about, really. Very one dimensional character. (laughs) So, you guys met through Tinder. Yes, we we did. did. Yeah. Long distance relationship. So, are you guys a fan of 90 Day Fiance? Very much so. We relate on the highest level. We couldn't watch it when things were at the lowest point. Yeah, when we were when we were during the in the minute period when we're waiting for things to get approved or non approved, it was yeah, it was anxiety. Close to home. Oh yeah, real life ninety day fiance. Yeah, but like not the K one version of uh, of the states. Yeah, more like legitimate Canadian with the reciprocal agreement with Australia. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I mean, here's the crazy thing. So, like, for me as a citizen from Australia, you think it's a Commonwealth country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very aligned, like politically, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're great allies. Um, you know, um, if the views are very experienced, that there's an express entry that allows you just permanent residency based on your merits. I mean, I was under thirty at the time. I had secondary education and, and all of these things. I didn't have children or anything or any dependent family. Um, but I still didn't have enough points to kind of get me into the system. Um, and we ended up going with an immigration lawyer and, and speaking with him, just saying, hey, what's the deal here? What are our options? And she said, well, do you guys love each other? And we said, yes. And she said, well, are you going to get married? And we said, well, eventually, yes. So she's like, well, just, uh, you know, um, you know, it's quick in the process, I suppose. Pull the trigger. And pull the trigger. <laughs> so uh, so we know, did. As quick as a turnaround might be for a, for an engagement and a wedding, it was... Uh, by, by Italian standards, it was incredibly quick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have the giant uh, Woodbridge Hall. Once uh, my parents were involved. Yeah, once they got... Yeah, you know what? It was actually going to become... Uh, it's going to start out as a little annulment. Um, Not annulment. 
Oh, sorry. What's the? T- <laughs> I was like, isn't that the other way? <laughs> oh wait, sorry. Hello, Freudian slip, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an elopement. That's the word. Sorry, Jess. I'm still learning English coming from Australia. Um, yeah, it was going to be a little elopement. Sorry, and uh, and then as as Jess said, like the, the Italian parents got involved, of course, and it turned to a, into a big thing. But no, we're very happy with with what happened, and um, and now we can on Sunday nights calmly watch 98 Day yes Day. that's right now we can <laughs> calmly watch the show and we can make fun of them sometimes as well <laughs> yeah. well you guys are a true example of what 90 day fiance really should be like as in like the real love the patience yeah. and like you know because these guys i i don't know i'll be honest it's like guys making promises they've got millions of dollars they got money trees growing in the backyard it rains gold they come here and it's like a total shit show because really they're just like oh my god buddy has money and then dun 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 i'm poor i mean i can tell jess married for love because i'm not i'm not a millionaire by any any (laughs) steps of the the means. And I, I mean, did not promise anything but minus 40 degrees weather. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, uh, you know, contrary to um, poetic belief, I think, uh, you know, true love does warm the heart at minus 40 degrees. Yeah. Um, we're still together. I'm still here. So. That's true. Your fifth winter here? Fifth winter, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. D- does it, do you get an itch? of going back to Australia? Um, we are actually headed back in February to visit my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some, certain things that I miss, but um, believe it or not, like Sydney, in case you don't know, or in case the viewers, listeners rather don't know, it's really expensive to live in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, it's pretty crazy. And it's funny because I can relate to everyone now living in Toronto because the prices are starting to get a little crazy in terms of rental as well as, as well as buying. And it's kind of like looking into the past a little bit because um, I wasn't in real estate in Sydney, but what I saw happening there was just unbelievable. You know, like people just young people, especially not being able to, to buy. And in some cases finding it really hard to, to kind of rent places um, because of the the rising costs. And that's kind of what's happening here now. So it's interesting to see the the transition, you know, you know, for sure. And for Jessica, like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, just Sydney had the foreign boom kind of like ten years before Toronto did, so it all yeah I mean, started with that, and we're we're kind of watching the same thing happen. Yeah, we're right oh, next wow. to China, and um, you know, all those big kind of uh, Asian countries that um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of money to invest, and yeah, and that's I mean, it's it's not all that are buying places in Sydney and Melbourne, but it's a large majority, and. Um, we actually have auctions in Australia. So in case you don't know, on a Saturday, we'll go down and they'll do a live auction in people's backyards. And that's how we sell, uh, sell real estate back home. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. Wow. That is interesting. And here it's like, it's completely different. Yeah. Well, so, unless yeah. there's a certain circumstance, they do auction a house, but depending yeah it's very rare it's very rare that means if like this person passed and has no other family and it's given to the bank or something yeah that's more of an estate kind of deal yeah 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 but they do have uh they do have this cheeky thing here called offer presentations which is kind of like a blind auction like a like a silent Mm -hmm. auction and it's kind of sad because 
Um, you'll put down a number and if it's not close enough or if it's too much, you'll never know. Um, and some people might lose a house by a thousand dollars. You know, depending on how, how the other agent, the listing agent is, is handling it and how they're dealing with it. Um, yeah, I mean, they, it, it'd be good for their client, of course, when they get a hundred thousand or, or 80,000 over ASCII in some situations. Um, but it can be, yeah, it can put the buyer to, definitely at a disadvantage. Um, Cause as I said, you just don't know how much you missed out getting the house for or how much you overpaid by, you know? So. Wow. Kind of cheeky. I always say. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Cause it like, it's such a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. For Jessica. Um, when you told your parents that you're in a long distance relationship, how do they react? Yeah, not well. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because my brother at the time had just moved back to Toronto from living in Australia for five years. Mm-hmm. I told my mom about a week after my brother returned that my new boyfriend was Australian. <laughs> Hello, g'day, I'm the Aussie. I'm going back home. And she was not excited about this. (laughs) No. Um, I'm a little bit of a world traveler to begin with. And Mm -hmm. they've always kind of like expected me to go to Australia eventually because I'm always, you know, I I moved away from home. I moved to BC a few times and tried to start my life out west. So Mm -hmm. it's not, it wasn't like, unbelievable that I would just pick up and move to Australia so when my mother found out that there was a boy in Australia then she was really really scared (laughs) (laughs) he was not happy but she met him and he promised that he was going to come back to the city yeah so just to fill us in the period where we met was was I think it was three or four months from the end of my first work visa Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it was at a, it was at a weird period, but, um, yeah, we ended up keeping in touch. Um, you know, it was enough where the point to where I was leaving, we were just like, you know, do, I don't want this to end. And Jess said, I don't want this to end. So, you know, thankfully we live in, you know, the 2020 now, or, or at the time it was 2017, 2018. 16. Was it early? Okay. Yeah terrible with dates there you go <laughs> when's our wedding again yeah um okay <laughs> and uh we have facetime you know i said it just it just made such a difference mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people in the same position will tell you the same thing you're just just seeing them and and hearing them and also, being able to i was very lucky to have a very close friend uh rob Spoyerno, you know him yeah um he is a flight attendant with air canada and he was kind enough to put me as his uh partner is like flying partner so oh my god to fly to australia twice within a six-month period yeah on that very lovely lady plan. to come and visit me in my hometown yeah so rob always says that he's responsible for our, our love and i'll allow him to think that way love you rob <laughs> thanks rob thanks rob oh my god that's so sweet but to be fair i was living in a very nice part of sydney in avalon beach if mm-hmm. anyone knows northern beaches of sydney and she got to stay there and we also got to go to the hunter valley which is like australia's napa valley Valley, essentially or at least new south wales's uh, napa valley and um, i showed her the blue mountains actually 
Um, it's very sad because a lot of the Blue Mountains is being caught up in the, the bushfires as of late. So we're very appreciative to have seen it kind of in its pristine form at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't so hard to make my way to Australia a few times. No. <laughs> the flights suck, but... Yeah. Yeah, isn't it like 20-something hours? Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. yeah minimum. Oh, jeez. Yeah. They're wow. actually working on a, a direct flight from New York to Sydney. Uh, don't quote me on the hours. I think it's something ridiculous like... 19 hours or something like that but um maybe more but uh yeah i mean it's gonna it's gonna help the situation in the future but right now it's at least a couple of planes so it's craziness wow but now you guys made it together and you guys are happily married here in cold toronto (laughs) (laughs) the number one question asked to dro is what are you doing here what are you doing here Wait, what are you doing here? Why? What, what, are you, what are you thinking? Okay, believe it or not, here's the thing. The winter, I don't mind so much. You can ask my sister. My sister is the Ice Queen, self-proclaimed. She <laughs> loves the winter. She's actually living here in Toronto too. Um, and we both don't mind the cold. We both love the snow. I mean, we do have snow in Australia, believe it or not. That's why you get a lot of Australians going to Whistler. Um, just because we have just enough good enough kind of slopes there to get good at snowboarding, skiing, et cetera. And then they kind of hunger for more. That's why they head over. But um, yeah, I mean, snow is still a lot of fun for us. You know, I'm still very childlike when it snows. Mm-hmm. Um, but believe it or not, like this summer actually gets me here. Like the past summer, 2019 summer was really nice. It was dry heat, which is kind of what I'm used to back home. But the humidity when it gets plus 40, I can't, I can't do it. I don't know. I can't bear it. I can't do it either. I'm a summer baby, born here, and I can't do the summer anymore. I don't know if my body's changed. I'm going into a different phase in my life with my body. I have no clue. No one told me about this when you hit 30. Yeah, I'm sure I, I can't take it. After your 30th birthday, birthday. <laughs> it all goes downhill. Yeah, and I, I love winter. I love the colds, and I yeah, it's weird. It's just weird. But the heat's just the humidity. At least it's just oppressive. Oh yeah, it's There's like, only so many layers you can take off before you get arrested in the streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, a hundred percent. But like you it's you putting on layers. That's the thing. <laughs> well. This is perfect because now I can say shout out to Australian listeners because we have a huge amount out of the 17,000. We've got um, 73% listening from Western Australia. Oh, Uh, Perth, Margaret River. Beautiful. So we've got, when I click into it, we got Perth, Adidale, if I'm saying that right. Um, You guys from Exmouth maybe down there? Mm, let me see if I can click in there. No, I can't. So it just gives me like the general, right. I guess. I don't know if it's a province or a city. Sorry. I'm, Tell you what, they're a wild bunch over in Perth. Oh, yeah. Plenty of sun. Mm-hmm. And, and at a point, I don't know how it's going now, but there was a lot of money because they have, you know, some big mining towns out there. And speaking of real estate, they had huge booms in real estate. Like mm-hmm. we're talking, you know, detached homes in subdivision kind of places that will, I don't know, 300, 400,000 uh, overnight, 1.2 million, 1.3 million, like just inflated so, so much. Um, 
just because you know there was all these young 20 year olds with or uh 20 something year olds with all this money from from the mining and stuff but um unfortunately that mining boom's done so uh i think it's returned to normal now but it's interesting to to uh to look at anyways yeah no for real and we even got listeners in queensland victoria and new yeah. south wales nice wow. new south wales and uh yeah i mean that's that's the saddest part right now is just the the rain's actually starting to hit new south wales um but there's just so many horrible bushfires going on right there and mm. it's really really sad just all the animals um the homes it's not the deadliest bushfire we've had in history but um just in terms of hectares it's just it's massive that's crazy it's craziness but um yeah sad times for the aussie mm-hmm. right now unfortunately our prayers go out to them mm. yeah that's that's crazy it's so sad yeah. but it's every- nice to see just the just the people getting together though i mean mm. so many fundraisers mm-hmm. um just even even there's an Aussies in Toronto page uh, on Facebook mm-hmm. and just some guys trying to organize some, some comedy benefits or, um, you know, some, some little productions and stuff and just getting some money together for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a positive response to such a horrible thing, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, uh, if anything, it's, you know, brought us together a little bit and, you know, it's good for the camaraderie and all that. So. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It, when stuff like this happens, I, I love how the world kind of just unites in some way. The yeah. communities in all different countries come together just to help somebody else out or a different country out, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, even looking in California, the bushfires that rage through there and yeah. the Amazon bushfires. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's painting a, a bit clearer picture about the way the world's going and, um, I don't know, for Australians, we're, we're quite environmentally aware. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the government, um, you know, it's, it's been pretty poor performing in terms of um, kind of renewable energy sources and all that kind of stuff. We're actually, last I checked, you know, a few years ago, we were ranked almost dead last in terms of developed countries in there, like the Kyoto Protocol and, and all that kind of progressive environmentalism, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hopefully the governments and the powers to be kind of wake up to the stuff and and um, start looking towards the future and you know start making some real changes. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. Definitely. It's a sad time for sure, and um, I mean, it's it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. So, you guys got a business together. We do. We do. We wait. We do what? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, we do. So, I mean, yes, we do. Yes, yes. Six in real estate. That's what we are. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> Located in Vaughn, helping you with all your residential needs. Yeah, that's right. Located in Vaughn, but actually, we we uh, used to live in Young Englington in Midtown, and mm-hmm. we we probably travel there more now than we used to. Oh, yeah. we're doing a lot in that area. That area has grown so much in the last few years. There's so much new development, condos. So there's a lot of young people starting to look in that area that weren't living there before. Mm-hmm. Not everyone wants to be downtown Toronto anymore, which is an interesting switch in the mm-hmm. five years I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. That everybody wanted to be like down, down in City Place or 
or like Queen West, King West, like that is not so much the case anymore. People are deciding they'll move a little bit further up to have a little bit more space and get all the same amenities. Yeah, we, I think, yeah, go on. No, I was going to add that we, we want more space. <laughs> yeah, we need more space. There's <laughs> like, people can't live in these tiny places anymore. I mean, as you get a little bit older, you, you don't need to be on King West. Walking distance. Yeah. To, I don't even know what I mean, the clubs least, are called anymore, yeah. to be honest. I mean, the thing for me, like when I first moved here, I mean, I didn't, look, I grew up on the beaches of Sydney and I also, you know, lived in some kind of suburb areas. I moved here. I didn't, I never felt the need to live right in the middle of the city. Um, I can't relate to everyone. I understand there are reasons why you want to live right in the core, but you know, like Midtown, for example, I mean, you're 15 minutes on the subway, which is not a lot and you still kind of enjoy the same benefits. It's still, it's still bustling. There's still restaurants and bars and, and shopping and everything you can get downtown. But, you know, there's some streets that you can kind of step onto that, that are kind of leafy and green and yeah, there's actual kind parks. of more relaxed and yet actual parks. Yeah. So I think people are starting to understand that you don't, you know, you don't need to be right in the city. So you yeah. see in areas like, you know, like, um, no, I guess Regent Park's a bad example, but in terms of new development, but um, yeah, people moving east, west, north, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, every other direction, essentially, you know? Yeah. Now, why do we need a real estate agent? Good question. Why do we need a real estate agent? Well, I think it's the same reason you need a doctor or mm-hmm. a lawyer. Um, you know, any doctor can fix you or any lawyer can defend you in court or whatever. It just um, comes down to how good are they? Um, you know, do you enjoy the experience of, of dealing with them um, and all that kind of thing? I mean, buying a home or even a business, it's the single most biggest decision you're going to make most in your life. Decision. Most expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and um you know, people just can't afford to just mess mess around with that. There's so much legal documentation and due diligence that a real estate agent does that people don't see until they're in the process. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. when you sign, um, you know, maybe a buyer representation agreement with, a, with an agent or whether you list your house with them, um, they owe you some moral duties. Um, you know, they, they, they're on your side. They're your team member. And um, they're there to help you, really. And they're, they're there to help you achieve what you want to, which is either, you know, finding the right home or, or selling your home for what you want it. Um, and as Jess said, there's just, yeah, there's just so much kind of uh, documentation and, and contracts and um, even just connecting with, with lawyers and mortgage brokers and all that kind of stuff. It's, yeah, it's no easy feat, that's for yeah, sure. it's like having somebody on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the Hexen real estate team. Yeah, that's right. With us, you, you know what you're getting. Two uh, people on your team, on your side. Have you ever considered yeah. investing in real estate? <laughs> well, call Jessica and Jerome at Hexen Real Estate. There you go. Um, you know, but to talk about, there are some other options out there. Of course, there are with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's discount brokerages. There's, there's uh, purple bricks and all that kind of stuff. The main question usually we deal with with people leasing is why would I use a real estate agent 
when I can just go on Kijiji or Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. And we are finding that it's difficult for us to get a hold of of proper real estate agents in in the first place. Like dealing with people on Kijiji, and there's just no standard forms. There's no standardization. People don't show up. There's just there's no trust in the process. But when you use a real estate agent like us, there's no commission. It doesn't cost. Yeah, anything. if you're if you're a tenant looking for a place to lease, you don't actually pay us anything. It's actually the the landlord that puts their place up on MLS, and we connect you with them, um, with their home, and uh, they're the ones that actually end up paying us. So if you've ever thought about that, there is actually no disadvantage to using an agent. There's only advantages. I mean, number one, the place they're going to show it's just all it's all above board. It's, there's nothing shady. I mean, there's definitely a lot of shady things on, on Craigslist and Kijiji and oh, people and all that send, kind of stuff. send me the $500 deposit and then I'll send you a key. Oh, there's so yeah. many, even clients I've had previously, like showed me emails of like places they've talked to on whatever Craigslist or whatever it is. And I'm like, that's a scam. Like delete that mm. email, never speak to that person. Like absolutely. Yeah. It's like, just, it's just a deregulation of what we do. As I said, Sure, you can go and find some guy that claims to be a surgeon, but would you let them operate on you? I mean, you know, you're going to go to a hospital for someone yeah. to operate on you, you know, like mm-hmm. even if it's, if it's for a lease, um, you know, there's just a lot of, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad people out there. And um, yeah, as Jess said, there's a lot of scams. Yeah, that's crazy. We kind of, we kind of regulate that, you know, and um, recently people might've seen the the new legislation that's coming in. It's actually... Um, we're already legitimized as an industry, of course, but mm-hmm. it's further legitimizing it as kind of white collar professionals. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially what we are. Um, you know, it's one thing to deal with leases, but yeah, as you said, like when buying and selling a home, there's just, there's just a lot of stuff that comes along with it. Um, and, and as I was talking about earlier, there are definitely, op- there's like alternatives, um, but you'll find, you know, the, the, their numbers are going down because they don't do anything for you or they're just, you know, they're not lazy. Some of them that there's definitely some good agents out there that are, that are in these other brokerages, but they're just not giving you the full package or, or sometimes not doing enough for you. But like everything you get what you pay for. So yeah. if, if you are trying to get a deal, sometimes that doesn't end up the best situation for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just think of it this way. I mean, the standard is 5% for commission, Two and a half goes to the buyer, two and a half goes to the seller. Of course, that's not always, always the case, but in most cases, um, you know, and people will, will discount that on one side or another. Even with these alternative, um, you know, brokerages, you're still paying the, the buyer side two and a half percent commission. Where they say you don't pay commission, it's complete. It's, 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 you know, it's diversion of the truth, really. Yeah, and there's fixed rates and we're not going to get into all that because it's a little bit... Yeah, it's a little bit controversial. Yeah, and it's it's probably not the best conversation for the average listener. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a little intense. A <laughs> little intense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the sentiment we're trying to put across is for the biggest investment in your life, financial investment, um, as I said, trust a professional. I mean, you get what you pay for, as Jess said. And yes, you can get a deal out there for sure. But is it worth it? Does it take two months longer than you want it to be? Is there something that they didn't tell you that the deal falls through? Is it a, 
you know, any, anything can happen. There's just so many things along the way. So yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so what we've learned just now with Lisa's don't go on Facebook, Craigslist, Kijiji, anything that's out there that's could be a potentially a scam. Just yeah, call. you can use them, but be smart. Just about be wary. It. Oh. I mean, yeah, we actually, yeah, we actually have stuff on Facebook marketplace to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have listings and leases. The difference with that is you can actually look at someone's profile mm-hmm. and it's, it's more legitimized. But never pay money upfront for anything. Yeah. That's the number one thing. Number one okay. thing. If somebody wants to see a unit, that's fine. Yeah, Go exactly. to see the unit, but never pay a dollar until there's a signed contract. There's yeah. always a contract and then money after the contract. is <laughs> Exactly. Um, when we send uh, listings for people to look at before we go out with them, um, it has my name. It has my picture. It has what brokerage I'm with, Forest Hill Real Estate. It has all of my details, my number, my email. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's more legitimized. I mean, look for that stuff. Um, every agent has, a, has a, a, a TREB or a RICO license number. You can request that if you really want. Um, if you're not sure about if they're an agent or they're just making it up, that's a good way to do that. Um, yeah, there's, just be smart. Is, just be smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are good tips because there's a lot of people who who could be just starting out trying to find an investment or a place to to lease out. So these are good, really tips so people are aware and Very keep an eye. On. And yeah. when we work with younger people, usually like just at their first job and maybe their first home out of their parents' house, they don't have any clue. They don't have a credit report. They haven't. They have, they have no idea. They don't have checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just, they need somebody from start to finish to help them. And that's our job from the beginning of the process to the end. We are there for every question, every type of situation necessary. And there's these real estate coaches, by the way, I'm not going to name names, but they're going to tell you, they're going to tell us as agents to go to bed at, at, at 9 PM and get up nice and early. We have so many clients and, and deals that we do that are happening at like midnight. Mm-hmm. Like I get, sometimes I get texts at like two in the morning, yeah. which I don't answer. Like for the record, it's like, I think after midnight is like, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending but, on um, the deal. <laughs> but yeah, we're always, we're honestly always talking to our, uh, to our clients. And I guess the number one complaint um, in the real estate industry from, from customers, from clients is the follow-up. And it's true, like, just like we have clients that flake on us, there's definitely agents that, that flake on other people. Um, but, you know, we're always, we're always there texting away or emailing or, yeah. you know, calling and stuff. Yeah, attached to our phones. Attached to our phones and attached to each other still. <laughs> At least there's two of us, so we double the workload. It's a continuous line. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> So what are the pros and cons of working together in this real estate business? Well, number one, we do have fun for sure. We do have fun. you can tell. Which you can tell. Yeah. Uh, Well, just like we are able to manage and split the time with the things that each of us is, uh, is our strength and weakness. So like we know what each other's strengths are and what we can focus on. So um we do a lot together of course but then we do split up and and work on the things that need to be worked on yeah like we have our own clients um 
sometimes we have clients together and we kind of divide that time. But yeah, we're able to do, you know, we should be able to do, you know, twice the amount of work. And most times that's the case. Um, you know, we're just a team that's always together, whether we're working from home or whether we're going to the office and work, you know. The cons. What are the cons? I can't really think of a con. Sometimes we need space. Of course. And that's when we go our separate ways. <laughs> <laughs> and owning a condo in Toronto, that means that Jess goes in that corner and I go in that corner. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are not from Toronto who are listening, because we do have a lot of American listeners um, and from France, describe yeah describe what is your typical condo size oh a one i know there's yeah bedroom 500 square feet if you're lucky okay (laughs) here's the thing if they're if they're old if they're like 15 20 years old you're gonna walk in you're gonna see parkade floor and it's gonna be decent size it's gonna be a real size because that's what they used to do they used to be a real size condos. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, like it's not so much the square feet as it is the layout. I mean, you can do 600 square feet really well. You can also do 600 square feet really badly. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the new projects are that. Mm-hmm. They, they're squeezing, you know, they always focus on the premium units, of course. You know, they're going to be more expensive. And then you go down to the to the lower tiers, and they just they just squeeze these these apartments in. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's whether the person's willing to live in that space or not. Well, you realize from I I'm sure you did as well because we grew up in the same area, but we all had um, larger homes. And growing up in that matter, like you don't realize how much a big house is, can be a waste of space. Yeah. <laughs> learn to live in a lot smaller ways. That's what I've learned. Yeah. yeah we, I came from a four bedroom house to a one bedroom condo. <laughs> <laughs> and I struggle, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the sweet spot right now is actually townhouses because if you think about people downsizing, as Jess is saying, the, the kids leave home, they have these two extra bedrooms or, or whatever, this extra space, mm-hmm. and it's too much space for them. Or they get a bit older and they don't like the stairs or they can't you know, shovel the snow anymore or whatever reason it is, and they need to downsize, but it's more of a, a lateral move than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they you know, commonly from uh, detached or semi-detached move down into townhomes, which is all the rage um, or, you know, even bungalows, I suppose, if they're older. Um, but yeah. And then, and then townhouses, it's condominium in a lot of cases. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the roofs. You don't have to worry about the snow removal, mm-hmm. pay your maintenance fees for sure. But it's, you know, it's a more manageable lifestyle. And, you know, in a lot of cases it's new as well. We're finding more and more people. They just want you, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people don't have the same, um, kind of effort level or care about you know being weekend warriors as they call mm-hmm. it or you know renovating your house they'd prefer just to move into something new you know yeah. so it's um yeah it's interesting to see how that's all happening and uh, but yeah some sometimes people don't have the choice to other than to move into a small condo 
Um, but like we always say to our clients, like that for some people, especially first time home buyers, that's going to be your first step. What we have to move past in our minds, especially the millennials and um, millennials are great for a lot of things, but what we have to realize is our first home is not our forever home and you're not going to get everything you want. And I know you're paying a down payment, which you work very hard to get and you mm-hmm. spent so many years, or maybe you lived at your parents' house to generate and, and you finally get all that money and you're spending all this money and, and, and you get in this first place. But unfortunately, that's not, you know, it's not going to have everything you want. And you really have to think about the future choice. Every real estate choice should be a future decision. Um, You know, so. We always say buy the best thing you can afford. Mm -hmm. And then you move on from there. Because most first time home buyers stay in their home between three and five years. Mm -hmm. A lot changes in your life in three and five years. When you're time, it's time to go to the next home, you have a lot more options because you have some equity in your home, your home's gone up in value, yeah. and then you're ready to buy the maybe more long-term property. Yeah, let's, let's de- demystify this a little bit. Right now, because of the way the rental market is going, there's a 1% vacancy rate, which is ridiculously low, which means there's just not a lot of rentals around, which is driving prices up, right? So right now, you, your average one-bedroom home, $2,000 a month. Now that's a lot for a lot of people, especially if you were renting somewhere five years ago and you may be experiencing fifteen or sixteen hundred a month or you know even lower in in some property management companies so now you're paying at least two thousand or nineteen hundred two bedroom twenty four twenty five hundred with or without parking it's a bit extra and so if you compare that to you know an average mortgage let's let's move to the suburbs let's let's purchase something for like 425 let's say and you get um your mortgage is going to be with the right rate we're talking like you know no more than 2300 22 with the maintenance fees mm-hmm. um you know and, and 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 the property taxes and all that kind of stuff like you know think about that's that's virtually the same thing um i don't know chime in is my math off here a little yeah. Jess is but, Jess used to work in mortgages. So there, she's a lot yeah, there's that. there's a lot of factors involved, but the, the bottom line is the same thing. If you can get into the market, even if it's not your dream home, but it's the start and you're paying the same as if you were renting, then do it. That's that's what we're trying to get across. Yeah, I mean yeah, the, yeah. the, the rent's just getting so crazy. Yeah. You may as well mm-hmm. buy something. And every year the rent goes up. Mm-hmm. And every year the price of homes go up. Yep. Yeah, so exactly. Get into the market. So you're no longer paying a landlord anymore. You're actually paying into, you know, your own mortgage. Obviously, it's, you know, it's obvious to most people. Um, and you think about the, the, you're paying into the equity of the home. And also the market's going to do well. Um, you know, we're in a pretty crazy growing market in Toronto. Yeah. You know, it's one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing in, in North America um, for prices and um, it's something to take advantage of, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think, why are, why are we going through this? Why is everything being so inflectuated? And it, I can remember when probably three years ago, it, you could easily buy a house depending on the salary where you are in life. But then when you've waited so long, you're just like, holy crap, what's going on here? Like it just jumped. It just yeah. jumped so fast. Yeah, it's exactly what we're trying to say is that it does. Well, 
there's all the economic factors, of course. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. Um, Vancouver experienced it before us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're f- experiencing here now in Toronto. One of the main things is just immigration, really. Yeah. Um, if I remember the stats correctly, 680,000 people come to Canada, more maybe, just spread across Canada. They're saying like, I think it's, you know, below, around 50% of them are coming to Toronto. Ontario. Or Ontario rather, yeah. And I think 30% of that um, is coming to Toronto. So there's just a lot of people coming. It's basic supply and demand. Yeah, supply and demand. And mm-hmm. right now the inventory is way down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I can't predict the future, but we may be heading into another 2017 where it's an extreme sales market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess can tell you about that. Yeah, it, it's it's the amount of inventory on the market is not enough and there's buyers who need to buy. So that drives the prices up. Wow. Basic yeah. economics. Do you want to talk about what happened in 2017? Yeah. Let us know. Oh, well, I, I don't want to go too far into it, but yep. exactly the same situation happened. There was too many buyers. There was not enough homes available. There was multiple offers on everything and multiple offer situations get very emotional mm-hmm. and stressful and people decide to use their heart and not their brains sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes they have no other choice. Yeah, sometimes you know? it is what it is and that they do. So they, they pay um, $100,000, $200,000 over the asking price and that becomes the price of the home and it's the next the comparable. So then the next home was on the market at that price and then that gets inflated and that's exactly what happened. So the price of homes every single day was growing. Like between week to week, it was it was worth $50,000 more than the previous week. So that's why the government stepped in and the stress test and, the stress test and, and the foreign investor tax came in because a lot of times it was foreign investors that were blowing up the market. So all those things did really affect the market and it, it did take a little bit of a dip after that and it's starting to rebound yeah the market the market will always correct itself really. yeah there's always troughs and there's always peaks mm-hmm. um, but it's starting to really uh go we're, we're seeing homes selling very quickly and for either full ask or over asking a lot of the time uh as we said the condo market is super hot because it's the affordable market so mm-hmm. things, condos are really really selling quickly yeah anything under five hundred thousand just moves yeah moves very very quickly the only thing we didn't see move too much last year was kind of the the 905s like the the semi-detached actually some of the bigger homes so as we were talking about before um you know not everyone wants a huge home anymore i think that the mentality on like how much size and space you actually need mm-hmm. and is it that's changing i don't think it's the it's the dream to own a gigantic house anymore. I think for some it still is for sure, but but uh, yeah, a lot of people just see it as work. Um, and uh, well, it's also affordability. And it's affordability. Like yeah. it's a lot easier for a couple to start with a five hundred thousand dollar condo than jump right into a million dollar detached yeah. house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a very big difference. Yeah, unless you win in the lotto or something. Yeah, and that's what it is. <laughs> So that's the the hottest market is the one that everyone can obtain. So, yeah, two bedroom two bedroom condos, townhouses, that kind of in between market is is kind of the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I've seen a, a video on YouTube that they did on CBC Marketplace, and they said that 62% of foreigners own Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy stat. That's crazy. Like, it, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. it's, it's foreign money, you know, like. Um, oh, and that's, why they put in, that's why they put that, the tax. But I don't know if you guys, uh, like, I was so intrigued by this that I did even more research. Apparently, you, there was an ad that uh, an article was talking about that it didn't matter because now they decided to, okay, well, you have to pay this foreigner's tax um, at X amount of dollars, but if you choose to buy X amount of blocks, Mm -hmm. we will offer you guys some upgraded appliances or we'll Mm -hmm. throw in some money for kind of doing a, you got to pay the foreign tax, but we'll refund that to you in other ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. And it doesn't even help. No, <laughs> but They're they still have, gonna buy. They have a lot of money. <laughs> Too much money that I need that money. Yeah, what? yeah, exactly. And you know what the Send craziest thing way. is? The yeah. craziest thing is the inflation is a natural thing. Whatever it happens, the mm-hmm. market going up. That's one thing. But the minimum wage in mm-hmm. in Canada is it blows my mind. I don't know if it's based just on Ontario, whether it's nationwide. Like at le- I know at least in Ontario, or is it like fifteen dollars an hour now? Yes. Like for that's, now. <laughs> that's not enough. I mean, no. it's not enough. Yeah. And we're going to see it's going to it's going to be bad. We're going to I think we see one of the biggest um carrying of debt like that's going to be the new thing. Just people so many young people as well. Mhm. carrying a lot of debt. Um you know, and with OSAP and and all these different kinds of things like it's going to put, you know, younger people at a real disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that, there's that, you know, that little argument that's been raging on for so many years between, you know, the baby boomers and millennials and stuff and about, oh, you, you know, at least in Australia, it's, it's buying avocado toast. Uh, you know, that was a thing for a while. It's, you know, mm-hmm. expensive avocado toast. Why don't you, why don't you save on that and put down for a deposit? Mm-hmm. Um, like that's one factor. Maybe people are spending more than, more than their means, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's, it's, um, the scale at which, um, you know, what things cost now compared to what you're earning, it's it's a huge divide now. Yeah, and we huge can't divide. compete with the foreign market. Yeah, you'll never be able to compete. No, because they're buying blocks at a time. And I think one of uh, a veteran real estate he, uh, agent said that in this video that he's just like, I just call my clients in Dubai and Russia and this yeah. and that. And it's like, yeah, we'll buy 20 blocks on this one. Yeah. No problem. 20 blocks is like 20 units or they'll buy six floors at a time. And then they mm-hmm. start renting it out like crazy at yeah. 2000 well, bucks a month. Yeah. The m- most common like a per- landlord we deal with in rentals is a foreign investor yeah. by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, they do drive the economy for mm-hmm. sure. They keep, they keep things going, but it just, all it means is people, it's just sad because people living in Canada, they're the ones that, you know, they deserve to be able to afford housing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the government is working on some things at the moment. I mean, they have been for a while. Um, it's just not enough right now. Um, you know, there needs to be more opportunities for people to not only rent like affordably, but just, you know, be able to buy something. I mean, you know, I guess. But that means getting out of 
Toronto sometimes, and, and that's yeah. a sacrifice. People, uh, as we see it all the time, people moving to Simcoe, Bradford, um, like those those other areas of the GTA now growing, and they're even getting expensive because so many people have come up from the city. Even Vaughn used to be far, and now Vaughn is unaffordable, so people from Vaughn are moving to New Tecumseh. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. What's crazy for rentals, at least, we're finding that like one bedroom throughout the GTA, like regardless of where you are, besides maybe like directly in the, in the downtown core, it's all the same price. You know, the prices used to be so varied. It's it's all the same price for a one bedroom or a studio or a, or a two bedroom. It doesn't matter if you're east, west or north up in, you know, Vaughan area. It's, it's all the same price, which is pretty crazy. But, um, you know, people are looking to different alternatives. Like I have a friend that moved out to Curtis and even that, that area is kind of, you know, going, it's gone up in value at least. Um, but sometimes it's the only option people have to, to own a home, you know, to, to raise a family or to, you know, to do what they need to do. But um, there are sacrifices in home ownership, but in the long term, it's, it's the best decision for you. Yeah. Well, like, for sure. Yeah. If you have the money, our advice is if you have enough for the down payment and you can work out, you know, what the, the carry would be per month. And if that works for you, you should try and do it because as you said, equity is going to grow and that, you know, there are, there are, there are bad things that can happen in real estate and in economy and they could, could be downturns and, and all that kind of stuff. But the, the only thing that the factor that really relies on all of that is time. Because if you sell at the wrong time, then you've made a bad investment. If you, if you just wait it out, as we said, the market is always going to correct itself. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have a good investment if, if you've bought, you know. Um, and that's just, that's just equity. That's just apart from, you know, paying, paying into, your own, into your own place anyways, rather than into a landlord's place, you know. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the difference between... I know you guys talked about it a little bit, but renting versus buying, because there is some differences and some people are for buying, but I know you kind of just really explained it, your last point, which is you're putting your money to a landlord and then you're buying because you're, you're creating that investment, you're creating that equity. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add to that? Well, with leasing, obviously there's more flexibility is people want to be in a new place every year it's kind of like leasing a vehicle there's a little bit less responsibility you have a place for a year or two years and if there's something you don't like you just move on to the next one so that's that's the main reason or people that are moving locations they don't know exactly where they want to be they want to test out a couple different areas of the city Mm -hmm. and get to know different neighborhoods that's where the leasing is beneficial it's nice to taste test really Mm -hmm. Um, or if you've never lived in a condo before, maybe you want to lease a condo for yeah. a year before making the decision to purchase one. So that's one thing. Um, and your any kind of large damages or um, issues is up to the landlord to, to deal yeah. with. So there's a little less responsibility on your end. Yeah, I mean, you just have to worry about the tenant <laughs> insurance, which is mandatory anyways. I mean, that's going to cover your, if anything, you know, would happen, knock on wood. Um there's not a lot of risk associated with leasing. Obviously there's more risk with buying. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, like you want to be in control of where you live in. And, you know, sometimes condos get sold to another buyer 
and they have to assume your lease. I mean, we, we've dealt with that a few times now, actually. Um, and the landlord, like, which are our friends, they're generally like worried, like, what's the new landlord going to be like? You know, are they going to kick us out? And mm-hmm. it's that it's that security. Yeah, it's the uncertainty. Know? Like it's at, uncertainty. at the end of the year, because once you have a one year term from then on in, it goes on to a month to month. So after the one year, at any given time, the landlord can decide that they don't want you to live there anymore. I mean, there's, of course, a made lots of regulations and we're not going to get into all the forms yeah. that need to be provided for that mm-hmm. to happen. But at the end of the day, they tell you in 60 days, you have to leave and you do not have a say whether yes or no, you just have to do it. So that's where the uncertainty comes out. And- yeah. And going back to why you use a real estate agent, this is another important point. You know, we, we had friends that we, that got a lease, we got a lease for them and all that kind of stuff. Same thing happened as we explained the, the owners are selling. Now, if we didn't represent them, if they just went direct to the landlord, I mean, who do they turn to in order to ask these questions? What advice do they get? Do they get it from friends? Do they get it from family? Do you Google it online? I mean, that's all options, but they were able to, you know, call us that day. We were able to monitor, um, you know, what was happening with the showings and making sure they had enough notice and they were being treated fairly and, and, and just remind them of all, you know, the rights that they have as tenants, as well as kind of, um, you know, just help them through that process. It's just, it's so important to just, just have someone to talk to at least, you know, for advice mm-hmm. on these kinds of things. Cause it does, it does get messy. It does get complicated. And, you know, it's always nice to have a, a teammate, as we said. No, for sure. And this, this is such great information, guys, honestly. Yeah, we could go on. I mean, we don't have as much time as we need. But just call us directly. Just, yeah, you know what? This is a little little taste. Of, this is a free seminar for you. Yeah. Information. We honestly, I deal with it, so many people, um, you know, on a daily basis. And not all of them I can help, to be honest. Some people looking for shared apartments, um, et cetera, you know, in different situations, short-term leases, perhaps. I can't help everyone, but I'm st- we're still willing to give them the advice. I mean, it's fair. You know, um, if I went to, if I went to a pharmacy and I had something wrong with me, maybe, and, and the person behind the counter, they don't have to give me advice that, that maybe a doctor would give me, but, um, you know, they sometimes do, and it's just helpful, you know, like. (laughs) Now this. It's a tangent, you know, (laughs) as you can tell, I'm a very shy person. I I don't go on at all. No. But I, I really appreciate all this information because you never know who's listening. Um, hey, this could be something that they're, you know, they got in their minds, their minds are turning and it's just like, oh, thanks to Hicks and real estate. Oh. On. Yeah, there's were- so many things that you're not told in university and like mm-hmm. people don't get it. They just, they've never done it before. And they- yeah, you know what they need in high schools? They need a class. I don't know if they do that these days. It's been a little while since it but did I have a class that teaches you like tax? I think you do like financial. And, and how to okay. how to change a tire. Yeah, like life skills. Life skill class. Do they have that yeah, now? Like monitor your credit report. Know your credit report. Yeah. Learn how to build credit. That's another thing. Credit report. Yeah. And building credit. Mm-hmm. That's a whole and other how podcast. How important it is for the next steps. You when you do decide to lease a property, you have to provide a credit report. So if you haven't been very good with your visa. Yeah. 
you know, I've had friends that have gone overseas for, you know, hiatus and, you know, traveling and working and eight years go by and they forgot about a credit card that was 50 bucks. And all of a sudden they come back to Canada looking to, to get a place and the credit is ruined, you know? So very important, very, important to keep yeah. on top of it. But that's why we're here for uh, any of those types of questions. You yeah. Know? There's no stupid question. It, it's really true. Yeah. Just, we're not, we're not pretending to be financial advisors. We're not pretending to be anything other than agents. We can, you know, offer a little bit of advice on a lot of different topics. Um, but you know, it's just, yeah, it's just handy to know. There's a lot of little things to know. So no, definitely. And don't worry to all the listeners out there, their information is going to be in the show notes. Uh, for those who are loco, it's Hickson real estate and Vaughn 9,001 at Dufferin street. And what do you guys do for fun? What do we do for fun? Jess? Oh, that's a very good question. You know what late, uh, recently, cause it's winter time. We've been playing uh, Rummy 500. <laughs> yeah. Serious, serious tournaments. Yeah. It's Classic. Uh, the series is tied at two games apiece, um, <laughs> just for the update. It's a best of seven series. Oh, my God. Yeah. It could end tonight. It could end tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Are you guys having like an award ceremony or something? Uh, yes, I believe that's, that's scheduled in between our... Yeah. Uh, Okay. Goings. Yeah. Uh, we definitely watch a bunch of trashy television. Yeah. Oh, like what? Jess watches a lot of trash. <laughs> and it's been eating away at my soul and um, intelligence for a long time. Come on. That's but what my husband says. It'll be like, oh, no, not this again. But then he comes in and chimes in, like, oh, are they still what together? Yeah. <laughs> Oh what is Teresa up to? Um, oh, yeah, no, I love uh, like Housewives and um, below, what is it? Below Deck. Below Deck. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just finished watching last night. Okay, last night we watched Don't F with Cats. Oh yeah. That's okay. That's a thing. Um, if 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 you've been hearing about it, basically be ready to spend three and a half hours watching this miniseries. It's a Netflix documentary. Okay. Netflix documentary series. Um, it's pretty heavy. So just a spoiler, like it's, it deals with some pretty heavy issues. Um, but if you're a big fan of like the Ted Bundy tapes and all those kind of like... Well, and social media. Social media and like true crime stuff. It's actually a really interesting watch. Um, we made the mistake of starting it too late in the night last night. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't go to bed until we finished it. So... Yeah. Start it early. <laughs> Start it early. Um, maybe queue up some really happy shows afterwards mm -hmm. to watch because um, you're going to need them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but that's what the reality stuff is for. You know, it's yeah. light. We have serious jobs. Sometimes we have very stressful days mm -hmm. and you go home and you put on a little trash. You have a glass of wine. Yeah, that's it. What's it a bottle of wine between friends? <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel better about yourself. It's yeah, like having that stressful day. You're like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's a pretty crazy job for us. I mean, we're always working slash not yeah. working at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. We're always on. I mean, you know, we go door knocking on a weekend. We're, you know, calling people. We're going to showings a lot. Um, you know, staging houses and what have you. It's a pretty crazy job. Mm -hmm. I think Sunday is our sacred sacred day, but even still, if someone calls us for a show on Sunday, then we go. You know, so yeah, yeah, we don't really have off hours. Yeah, 
Wait. So it's just, it's important to turn off is what we're trying to say. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, who's your favorite couple on 90 Day Fiance for this season? Ooh, this season? Oh. Tough, eh? I don't really like anybody, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Simone guy from last season. No, but he's not on this year. I season know. seven, you got Anna and Marcel, Robert Shorty be popping with Annie. Oh no, I don't like um, <laughs> We've got the Blake and Jasmine. Oh no. no. Um, I can't believe it. I'm forgetting the other ones because oh. I got real estate in my head. <laughs> I know. I, I actually preferred Lost Season to be I like Lauren and um, Al- Alexi. Alexi, yeah, I love them. Yeah. I'm having a baby. I'm so happy for them. I'm happy for them too. <laughs> A real couple, by the way. (laughs) You know, like that's what it when it was legit. It's been on for so long now. It's just it's so much for the fame. Like I'm sure Darcy De Silva or Darcy. Wow, Darcy. Wow. (laughs) He's back again. Wow. Coming back. What can I say about Darcy? Desperate. (laughs) That's an understatement. (laughs) He's so involved. See, she's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot to well, handle. A lot. The first guy that she was with, the Swedish guy? Is he Swedish? No. Oh, it's, oh, Tom it's, Brooks from England. Yeah, no, no, no the guy Jess- before that. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, who gave the friendship ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, a big friendship the ring. Bias, guys. Cut, oh make sure God. you cut the stick on the bias, because otherwise... It's an it's illusion. Because that was the equivalent of when I first made pasta in front of Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's a reason, like, you know, we're not old school or anything like that. I like to cook, but there's a reason that she does most of the cooking. She doesn't let me in the kitchen. He tried to make spaghetti in a soup pot. In a, in a, in a sauce pot. In a sauce pot, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the tip. If you guys want the Which tip. doesn't work. The secret, this is the secret, okay? Because I've learned it. I'm the, I'm the munja cake, right? That's what they call us, the whiteies. Munja cake. This <laughs> is what you do. say that. A big pot. This is what you need. A big pot. And as much water as you can fit in the pot. All right, guys? <laughs> wait till it gets to temp. Okay, wait till you see these little bubbles. And then add the salt. You know how much salt you need? You don't have enough salt. That's how much salt you need, all right? <laughs> as salty as the sea. I'm sure they have some term for that. They have some kind of phrase for that in Italian. Salt it well. And that's it. And you know what the other secret is? After the pasta's let cooked. Let your wife do it. Yeah, let's, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. Let your, yeah, yeah, let your wife do it. Uh, no, 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 but you got to keep a little bit of the pasta water. That's what you got to do. It's now a cooking Keep show. a little bit of pasta water on the side, <laughs> drain your pasta, and have your sauce cooking on the stove, and throw the, the pasta water in that and let it cook out. So there you go. <laughs> I'm a very good manja. I'm the best non-Italian manja for an Italian family. Manja. Yeah, that's what they call it. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. At least I don't, I don't, Cut up my spaghetti with a knife and fork and put ketchup on it, right, guys? Yeah. But Aussie is tomato sauce, you know. Oh and if you ask any Aussie out there, like every every Aussie has a spag bowl recipe. They all have. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a it's 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 a movement. Yeah, the, the Aussies will get that. Yeah, we all. Everyone else is gonna be like, "What is he going What's on he about?" What's going on about <laughs> spaghetti bolognese? But we abbreviate everything because we just we're lazy in the mouth. You see. 
Oh my god! Go down the, go down the Risal Saba. Like, you guys wouldn't understand what that means. No. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh yeah, mate, I'll see you down the Risal for the frothy one, mate. Like that's <laughs> everyone in person. Like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Everything is like, what language is he speaking? Yeah. <laughs> Real. <laughs> Oh my god! Have you learned Italian? Uh yeah, I've learned all the all, and I learn enough. Okay, I've learned all the soppressata, burrata, bocconcini, like all the good stuff. The you cheese. Is, <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that different pastas? Yeah, 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 it's all good. You know what sauce doesn't go on what pasta? That's right. <laughs> I, you know, I also realized that Alfredo is not a real sauce. Apparently, very much take sauce. Yeah, but I love it, and je- you know what? Jess, one time, let me pick the pasta sauce one night okay. at the shopping center, at the, at the grocery store, and I picked Alfredo. Of course I did. It was delicious. No, no it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not. Oh, my God. Real insight on our, our evenings. But it's a symbiosis. <laughs> it's a symbiosis. Like, the uh, Jess's mom especially, they all like to cook. They all have mm-hmm. a lot of food. And I like to eat. It's amazing. It's perfect. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Italian family, you're lucky. I am. Yeah, he eats well, that's for sure. Good, good culture. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing food. I love, love Italian food. I love it. Tasty stuff. Well, it's just so simple. What we learned, we went to actually went to Italy for a honeymoon. And just, you know, I, I understood what Italian food stood for. But, you know, just going there and just, just eating it, it's just so simple. It's just simple stuff. Yeah. And it's know? so good. It complements with anything. You can have a Coke. You can have a Fanta. You can have wine. You can have red wine. You can have probably a shot of vodka. Who knows? Hey, oh, yeah. Yeah. shot of uh, grappa or like, <laughs> you know, Yeah, I'm telling you. Fabiano, Fabiano, all that kind of stuff. I <laughs> Go slowly. And tutti mati. Everybody's crazy. I know that one too. <laughs> I learned that I screamed that a lot okay. out the window. I was actually game enough to hire a car in Italy. And no, it wasn't a Fiat 500. <laughs> and I was game enough to drive not only through Italy, not only through Italy, but down through Positano and um, Amalfi Coast, all those areas. Mm-hmm. By the way, they are small roads. Mm. And the Italians drive very fast. Mm-hmm. And I promise I did not knock someone's rear <laughs> side mirror at one point. It didn't happen. Okay, you can't prove it. You got nothing on me, right? Uh, yeah, the Italian government's going to be listening. Soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I paid those fines, okay? Every, that's another thing. Everyone gets fines in Italy. You ever drive in Italy? You come home, you get a fine. I promise you the, the, the money's in the mail. Hey, damn. <laughs> but also, the best bit was that we landed in Napoli. Mm-hmm. And Napoli is not the nicest part of Italy. But anyways, nice enough, people. Jess had the, uh, she had the maps on for the GPS. And without realizing she had avoided tolls and highways and stuff. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we don't take the 407 here. We don't take the 407. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Hey, we might be in real estate, but we don't make enough money on the 407, all right, guys? That's reserved for the rich and famous, all right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the, we, I was driving down back streets of Napoli. Yeah. Back street. And just like, just I saw the craziest things, the craziest driving. And, uh, and we, we survived it. But um, ironically, here's the thing. Ironically, I feel like there's worse 
drivers in Toronto. There, I've said it. I've said there's worse drivers in Toronto. Yeah. Toronto <laughs> drivers are horrible. <laughs> and you know why? Here's my explanation. You can edit all of this. You can edit all of this. Like... You can take it all out. <laughs> I'm trying to get my message across. All right. Here's the issue. In Italy, you drive in Italy and you expect they're going to be crazy. And they are. But they're actually quite good drivers. Okay? So that's the expectation. They don't drive defensively by any means. They drive aggressively. And that's what you've got to do. Drive aggressively. You'll also know that when you go to get a coffee in Italy, you have to be very aggressive at the table. Otherwise, they'll never serve you. Okay? In Toronto, you expect everyone to drive nicely and defensively. <laughs> that's when you let your guard down. And that's when they cut you off. <laughs> they cut you off. That's true. Oh, boy. I agree. I agree with you. It's it, it, even in Florida when I, cause like for Florida is like my second home. I love going there. Yeah. When you're cruising down Miami, you're just like, where am I? They're like driving so freaking fast. Yeah. They're cutting you off left, right and center. They don't even use signals, nothing. It's like, mm. Oh my gosh. And then you come here, you're just like, Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden buddy cuts you off. The difference here in Toronto is you have the empowered pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> Just for fun, when my, my mate Tom came over to visit me in Australia, I said we were, we were looking at crossing the road, not at the lights. Um, if there's any police officers listening, I didn't do this. But I did it hypothetically. <laughs> it was a four, it was two ways, two way lanes either way, right? And we walked, started walking across the road and the cars stopped. They stopped for us. It was like part in the Red Sea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the insurance is just horrible in the city. I don't know. What they don't want to kill pedestrians. No, that's, that's maybe also a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, thank you so much. You made thank me you. laugh. Ending it on that? Is that what we understand? <laughs> <Yeah. strong? laughs> that's the message, right? The signals, the crosswalks, drive, walk safely, drive safely. Like, I have to be the voice of reason in this relationship. Yeah, <laughs> It's all for comedic value. It's all satirical. Nothing that we said besides use us as realtors was actually an, an accuracy. Um, I apologize for any inaccuracies that I had or might have had. You cannot verify anything. Yeah. You can. Asterisks, asterisks, okay? You'll see all the disclaimers in the bottom of the notes. So. Oh my God, Jessica and Drew Rowe. Oh my gosh, you guys are hilarious. Thank you. That's right. Once very again. We should have our own show, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think you guys need to. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, it might be, in the, might be in the works for us. Might be hey, 2020, works. new things, right? 2020. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> to those listening, there are, they are located in Vaughan, Ontario. It's called Hickson Real Estate. Where can we find you guys? Tell everybody your social media, where to find you. Yeah, so we're up. Obviously, you just told about the brokerage that we work at, but you know we kind of work all over the GTA. Uh, in terms of our website, we have hicksonrealestate.ca. That's a fun little website. Um, we have our Instagram, at hicksonrealestate, and we have some um, LinkedIn stuff. It's all connected. And the Facebook page as well, hicksonrealestate, facebook.com slash hicksonrealestate. So it's all connected. It's all on brand. So, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for letting us come on the show. Yeah, and it was great. Hopefully we track. didn't talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I, 
I really thank you guys for um, coming on the show. And um, I hope one day we can set up a coffee date and we'll oh, hang yeah. out and laugh some more. Yeah, this for won't sure. be the last time. Yeah. <laughs> it was really nice to speak to you after all these years. Yeah. No, for sure. Likewise. And I'm excited for what 2020 will bring you guys. I hope to see a show in the future. Yeah. And uh, I get to see you guys more often this year. Shout out to uh, HGTV if you want to pick up. <laughs> you can like do a cross reference like Million Dollar Listing versus like 90 Day Fiance maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Look at you. <laughs> thank you guys honestly thank you guys so much for coming on the show and sharing all these great tips once again everybody it's called hickson real estate located in bond if you're an international listener definitely just send them a message ask them some questions and if you're looking to buy in toronto or moving this is a couple that's going to have a lot of information for you especially if you're in a 90-day situation Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, we have a great immigration lawyer. We can yeah, look we, you up. We have there a guy, as they say in the Italian world. Well, I got a guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much again, Jessica and Drew Rowe, for coming on to the show. And thank, thank you. you again for getting my name pronounced right. <laughs> no, thank you for helping me pronounce it. <laughs> I've been practicing. Doing great. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Lots of fun. Thank you guys again. Thank you to all our listeners. And that's all we have for now. Bye. See ya. Hooroo. Hi, my name is Casey Gonzalez. I'm with Chef Salty Pork. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark from the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And you're you're listening to a little bit of everything with Angelica. Angelica. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to. That's it for now. And thanks for listening on a little bit of everything with me.